Welcome to another episode of Soul Searcher with Natalie Brown. This is your journey to spiritual enlightenment and soul alignment and I'm so excited to share more of my wisdom, more of my love and to lead and serve with love and to be able to help you create the life that you absolutely love. Welcome to this very special podcast today with Andrea Valelli. She's my special guest for today. And her business is called Shift Happens. Is it Shift Happens Global or just Shift Happens? Shift Happens Global. Beautiful. So Andrea, thank you so much for being here today. And Andrea is a transformational coach and the founder of Spread Happy LLC. She runs a teens program for kids struggling with anxiety, depression, peer pressure, and motivation, which we all definitely need. Our parents, where can we sign up? Because <laughs> I definitely need my teens to be in that program. Mm-hmm. Um, she studied under Dr. Robert Holden, the best-selling author and creator of The Happiness Project and Success Intelligence, and many other well-known thought leaders. Andrea's blogging has been internationally recognized, and she's been heard on numerous radio outlets and is a weekly contributor and mindset expert on the CBS Morning News in West Palm Beach, Florida. So you're beautiful. Is it your husband, Lee? That yes. works with you. Beautiful Lee. <laughs> and you are the creators of Shift um, Happens, the transformational yes. retreats that you run and wellness programs for adults and teens. And your programs address the importance of clarity of mind, resilience, and how to live with less anxiety and more access to your own inner GPS. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the work that you do here. That's amazing. And I think that, you know, when we, when we look at beautiful people like you, that's across the world, that's all over the world, that sharing their wisdom and their magic and their medicine in this way, and knowing that there's people out there that especially work with the younger generation, that's so important. So what brought you, what was the moment that brought you to doing the work that you do today? Um, it, it was really my my aha moment came from reading a book as as uh, so many people do. Um, I got it as a gift. Someone gave me Many Lives, Many Masters by Brian Weiss, mm. um, which is I'm sure you've read it. You know, it's really a, about um, reincarnation, but it wasn't that wasn't so much what grabbed me. It was really the message of the masters, which is that we are here to love. And I knew deeply that that was true. It was just one of those, you know, would, when you hear something or see something and like it feels like confirmation, it didn't feel like new information. It felt like confirmation. And that was my big, like, I, you know, I just felt this compelling wanting to, to do something with that in the world because I knew it was true. Again, I got that confirmation. I knew that was true. And, um, that was really the moment when everything shifted for me, hence shift happens. And that was a long time ago. That was maybe 16 or 17 years ago. Mm. And um, that's when I, I really authentically didn't feel as though I could continue doing what I was doing, which was at the time, like radio sales, I was selling advertising and that kind of thing. And that was the moment when I was like, oh, the money's really good, but I don't think I can do this anymore. That's really what happened. It was just this, like, I just couldn't, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm sure you do. Yeah, absolutely. 
so many people find them at that exact moment or have found themselves at that exact mm-hmm. moment where they've come to the space where they go, hang on, you know, something doesn't feel right anymore. Something just feels like it needs to shift now because I don't feel in alignment with this this position, this job, um, what I'm doing anymore. And they start looking for their more. They start looking for that. Yeah. You know, what is it? What is it that my soul's craving right now? And it's such a beautiful moment of um, awareness and, and awakening in a way, isn't it? So that was your awakening moment, that book and yeah. reading. And that was when you went and searched for your more, which is beautiful. So you also work with teams, obviously. So yes. what led you to the process of actually creating this team program? Yeah, it was really interesting. It was all organic. It was not ever something I thought, ooh, there's a niche in there. You know, there's a market for that. That never crossed my mind. Um, I had been working with adults for years, coaching. Um, all of my clients were men and women, mostly women, mostly usually around my age, but I really can't even say that. Um, because they ran the gamut. However, um, we were running retreats and I had a client who, I actually had a couple clients that had said to me that came on our retreats and said, gosh, I wish that you could do this for my team. And, you know, somebody says it to you once and I was like, oh, sure, maybe we'll put something together. But, you know, again, I was doing my thing and didn't really think about it. And then somebody says it again and then you get hit the third time. Well, the third time, I, you know, it's like, how many times am I going to hear this? This was from another client who was actually a a physician and she specialized in mental health. And she initially approached me about working with her daughter. But as we had our first session and uncovered some things, we realized there was actually, there was some work for her to do, which um, so often we, I apologize, let me get rid of my notifications. Um, So often we, we think that, you know, oh, the problem is coming from outside of us when innocently we may be perpetuating something within our family or within our relationship. So we work together. And then at the end of our work, she said, you know, you've helped me so much. I know that you could help my daughter as well. I'm wondering, would, did you ever think about doing these retreats that you do for teens? And again, it was like the third time that I had had somebody ask me if we would do this. And I said, you know what? why not? So my husband and I sort of had a formula that we would use on our retreats. And again, you know, we're, we work intuitively where, you know, we, we feel our crowd and, you know, we sort of intuitively know where to go, but we have a foundation of what we share. So that's really where it started. We put together a retreat specifically for teens and um, it just started really to snowball from there. That's really what happened. And then we had people that came that said, you know, you really need to, you know, how can you create this in a way where it's accessible for more people at once? So at that point, we put together our program in a, in a video series, in a lesson series where you can actually access it online and it comes along with group coaching. But again, that all came with people asking us to do it. It was really incredible. And through that, you know, now I've been working with teens for years and it's been so much fun. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. And I feel very compelled 
to work with teens and young adults, especially because, you know, they're on the cutting edge. This is who's coming up next, you know, and, and both my husband and I feel like, like we've done all the suffering, you know, so to be able to, to talk to people, you know, at that point in life so that they don't have to go through the suffering. So they get that foundational understanding of how the mind works and where our experience is actually coming from. That fundamental truth is life-changing. So to be able to get it to kids so that they have a clean palate when they're going to school or just with their peers when they're going through life, when they're dealing with social pressures and all these kinds of things, to be able to take off the plate, like that they're not broken, there's nothing to fix. They may be experiencing anxiety, depression, you know, obsessive behavior, whatever it is, to show them that that's not their identity, um, to show them this solid foundation that even through our experiences of ill mental health, that that is there to me is such a great gift because they may still experience these, you know, uncomfortable feelings and emotions and situations, but they won't be at the mercy of it once they have this foundational understanding. So we feel very compelled because there's so much suffering in the world. And I feel as though, um, you know, anxiety and depression has, has become romanticized by that particular generation. And, you know, that in itself is a very scary thought. So to be able to show them their natural health and their natural well-being in a very simple, easy aha manner, because they see it so quickly, we're not reinventing the wheel, we're just pointing them to what's naturally within them, is so wonderful. And I'm so passionate about it. Because again, like it's, it's, they're coming up into the world and to be able to come up into the world with less suffering and more engagement in life and more opportunity and seeing their potential, that feels so exciting for me and my husband. So that's, you know, that's a big focus for us. We still, you know, work with adults and parents and these kinds of things, but we feel very blessed that our clients just encouraged us to create this. And again, it just happened organically, which is so beautiful. I can really feel your passion. And that, you know, when you do what you love, then you put your heart and your soul into it. And what you're saying, you know, this is our future. And our yeah. future, like the foundations that we are laying right now, we're going to be building upon that, you know, for the future. And it's so important to let our young people know that it's okay, that there is help out there, that they can feel, they're allowed to feel their emotions and be, but not be in that space for too long because they don't know what to do there. They don't know how to get out of that. Yeah. Um, and often, you know, we as parents or as adults, we don't even know how to deal with our own pain. So how do we actually help our, help our children? And so having these program, programs or outlets or experiences, you know, there's a lot of this happening in New Zealand, um, especially for young people, groups that's coming together, especially in the masculine space as well, having a group of um, men that go hiking and do things together or young people that go hiking and do things together and building up their resilience around, you know, really feeling their emotions. And it's okay, they cry and they laugh and they experience things together. And I think for such a long time, you know, we as a society have, it's been like, don't feel, 
men are not supposed to cry. Yeah. We're not meant yeah. to feel our emotions. Just get on with it. Um, and that has created a lot of wounds within our teenagers, within our, you know, even within us, especially, you know, I'm 46 now. And I know that my parents did the best that they could do. But yeah, because of their wounding, because of their upbringing, they have taught us certain ways and patterns and things. And I took, you know, it took me a while to get through that, work through it. And it's all about the inner work, isn't it? It's all about going there and not being yeah. afraid to see yourself, truly see yourself, which is so important. Yeah, and I yeah. love the synchronicities, you know, the, the little nudge nudges from, from everybody that said, hey, we would love to, to have this. And it's, it's almost like the universe shows you where the demand is, where there is a, a gap for teaching, for wisdom, to flow into those spaces, isn't it? So it's so beautiful. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well done to yeah. you for hearing the call because not a lot of people have the courage to really hear the call. And I know that with your um, teaching and, and coaching the adults, you already had that platform to be able to bring that yeah. forward. Mm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So um, I want to talk about natural health and well-being because you mentioned that bringing them back to natural health and well-being. So what does that mean to you? Well, it it looks to me like foundationally we are okay. Meaning, you know, I'm sure you've heard we are the diamond. You know, we've heard this metaphor before. But truly that that is true. Our our natural state is of well-being because we are an extension of all that is so how can our natural state be anything other than well-being and from that natural well-being we become conditioned by the world just by living in the world to believe certain things that do not serve us and those things that don't serve us become our beliefs and a lot of times they're very uncomfortable because the world is, there's a lot of pressure in the world. There's a lot of judgment. There's a lot of conditioning. And if we don't know any better, we take that to be true. So given that looking true to us, we will walk around in the world with feelings of inadequacy. Now, we that inadequacy feels very uncomfortable. Therefore, we're sort of always living under this veil of, well, I don't want you to see how I'm really feeling. So, you know, we cover it up with, with whatever it is. It's, it's, you know, for kids, it may be likes on Instagram or followers or whatever it is. And for adults, it may be having the nicest car or a great job or, you know, being a playboy or playgirl, you know, whatever it is. We, we cover up this, this discomfort. However, when we understand that our foundation is an extension of all that is, so we can be nothing but perfect, we start to realize, oh, wait a second. We start to question those beliefs and we start to question um, those insecurities and we start to get comfortable in our own skin. And once we're comfortable in our own skin, the world looks very, very different. And to me, that's opportunity because I can no longer be afraid of the world when I'm okay with me, whether I'm a 
really good at something or not really good at something. I'm not judging myself over it. So it's a whole, it's like seeing the world through a whole different lens. When you experience your natural well being, you know that that is what you are made of. And you stop listening to the stories that bind us, really, you know, because that, that's really what we're experiencing. We're constantly experiencing our inner dialogue. And if our inner dialogue is anything other than you're okay, you're an extension of all that is, and you're here having this beautiful human experience, love it, eat it up, enjoy it. If it's anything other than that, then we're probably living from a little bit of a state of fear, which is always going to get us into trouble. Yeah, absolutely. And this is what a lot of, I believe, you know, us as coaches and healers and channels and change makers and visionaries, whatever you want to call us, that's what we're here to really be the lighthouses for, to shine our light out on, on the shadows as such and say, hey, this is not who you are anymore. This right. is what you thought because of your conditioning, because of everything that you've experienced in your life. And yes, that was very real. However, how can we move forward from this? What is it yeah. that you truly want in your life? What is it that you desire? And then really start loving yourself. And you said beautifully in the beginning, we are here to love. And this is what I always tell my clients to say, we are here to return back to that space of love. Mm -hmm. What it means to love yourself, what it means to do what you love, okay, in every way and form possible. And within that is so much beauty to be had and so much adventure to be had when we actually, you know, when we're living this earth life. And, and then we can truly connect to all that is. When we anchored into this planet and we, we go, actually, why did I come here as a soul? You know, what is it that I decided to do here? And we connect also through our our inner knowing, connect with our soul mission, our purpose, which ultimately is to return back to love in every form, right? Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's beautiful. Um, so what kind of tools can you share with, with um, the people that's listening out there that can help them to move from the space of fear, not knowing, into a more empowered state? Well, I think the understanding of, and we use the metaphor of the diamond, which again, we did not invent, you know, lots of people use it, but I think that, you know, we don't need any tools. That's the first thing. And tools are really super helpful. Mm. Um, I think questioning the inner dialogue is the first step to seeing that we can't trust it and getting more in touch with our intuition. Um, so I, I would say understanding the diamond, you know, understanding that we have a natural knowing and, and our, it's our birthright to be in a natural flow state. So getting in touch with our intuitive nature, who we truly are, and that comes from quieting the mind. So if someone were to say to me, give me one thing, I would say, sit, in meditation, even if you start with 30 seconds, just sit in the quiet and slow this down. That would be the beginning to me. That would be the start. It would be slowing down the noise and quietening the noise. And from a quieter space, it's amazing. We are led, just like you were saying with this program. Now, I had to 
hear it a couple of times, but we were literally led next step, next step, next step, next step. Even in creating the program, we were really, really led what makes sense next. We, we created something from nothing. And that does not come from a busy mind. So for me, foundationally is to understand who we are. You know, we are not our identity. We're not the costume that we've made up. We're playing a role. So, so to dig deeper into that understanding, to sense the observer that's seeing through my eyes, you know, to begin to sense that, to begin to spend more time in the quiet and, and build that foundation. That is a tool. It's a tool to listen to your intuition and, and to start, you know, using that tool and start exercising that tool and learning to trust this very quiet guidance that's always here for us and go there for our answers. Cause I think we're very used to always looking on the outside for our answers and our guidance may tell us, call that person, but to know, oh, wait a second, my peace of mind doesn't come from the outside. My happiness doesn't come from the outside. Um, takes away that dependency on the outside having to look different in order for us to be okay. So I would say, you know, to check in with this inner GPS, as we call it, that we all have, that is so powerful. And that is our, it's our North Star, it is our guiding light, and it will always lead us in the direction of peace of mind. Yeah, so true. Our inner compass will never steer us wrong, hey? Yeah, never, <laughs> so it's impossible. Yeah. yeah. And that diamond that you talk about, you know, I believe that we all have a diamond heart and that we have many different facets. We are, you know, we are a fractal of a whole as such. And so here, when we're living here as human beings or spiritual beings in human form, we are experiencing or through us, the universe is experiencing our lives as well. So what we upload through our diamond heart and all the different many facets of what we are experiencing, we're sharing it with all, with the universe. We're sharing it out because we're all connected. We're all one. And this is what I feel we're coming back to realization is that we're not separate. And when you truly see yourself, you realize that in, in such a beautiful way. And I feel the, the best thing is to, like I said, question everything. Ask the questions. Go into inner inquiry is this really me? You know, when that thought of you're not good enough, you can't do this, you, you're not capable of doing this, whatever, whenever that thought pops in, you know, is this really true? What is my truth? Come back to that center, to that diamond heart, that multifaceted, beautiful being that you are, multidimensional being that you mm -hmm. are, and really getting the answers from within. Because it's easy to reach for the tub of ice cream, it's mm -hmm. easy to reach for the bottle of wine, you know, mm -hmm. and to go and have the relationships that that's not in alignment with your soul or that you really, really crave because we are trying to close down the doors, those wounds. We don't want to feel pain, right? Yeah. And yeah, it's beautiful. So becoming the observer, I love that word. I really, truly love that word. And unfortunately, we've been taught to be busy. When we're yeah. busy, we're doing something and we're achieving something, right? <laughs> so, and 
it's when we find that stillness that we become the observer and that so much more information then flows through our channel from the universe to us and we can access our innovations and inspirations and start creating in a completely different way yeah that's beautiful so tell me it's it'd be interesting to understand tell me about in your life a very very deep lesson that you've learned that changed things for you an aha moment that you had in your life to change things for you apart from the book <laughs> hmm. I, I think the biggest aha moment for me was when um, I, I first heard Sydney Banks' work. Um, and I, Sydney Banks, um, he, he put this fundamental understanding, he articulated this fundamental understanding as to the physics behind our psychology. And when I, I really saw that I was not experiencing the world, that I was experiencing my thinking about the world, it, that really was a game changer for me because I, at that moment, realized that the world does not need to be different in order for me to be happy. I, I realized that the only thing I was ever experiencing was thought in the moment. And that was a huge shift for me. Um, and I realized the sort of transitory nature of thought. And even though I had been looking in the direction of my spiritual nature, that piece, I just, it was like I just heard something different in that. And it, it deepened my understanding of every direction that, that I was, that spirituality was pointing me in. It just deepened that understanding. It just, it, I guess by, even though it's not an intellectual understanding, it's experiential. The intellectual knowing of what this is, I had a huge jump from that, that just clarified things. And I think as human beings, even though our experience is spiritual, as human beings, it's helpful to intellectually understand that the joke's on us. Like it's so helpful to intellectually understand, oh, my mood has everything to do with what I see in the world. Therefore, I can't trust it. So if suddenly my bandwidth is restricted or constricted, that is an experience of a diminished sense of consciousness. It's not an experience of the world being any different than it was a second ago. It's an experience of my consciousness being diminished. That was a game changer for me because I, I was no longer afraid of my moods. I no longer felt the, I, I, I then realized that the temporary nature of my experience, that took so much off of my plate. So that was a huge aha for me. Yeah, that, that is huge. <laughs> yeah, it was I huge. I really wish that 
you know, my wish and my desire for people that we we can really shine our light or share, plant the seeds of wisdom in, in a way where people come to that realization, where it really lands for them. Something that you say, something that you hear or something that happens in your life, it really lands for you to bring the higher consciousness and the humanness together in this mm -hmm. aha moment it's like this big bang moment right where it just comes together in the heart and it lands and you go ah okay and then everything that you thought about yourself everything that you perceived yourself to be just it doesn't even exist anymore it doesn't make any sense anymore and you start weaving in this golden strands of of new wisdom of divine beingness of um the sense of self that you've never had before yeah which is and, and i found mm. yeah i just what was coming up for me was was just being okay with uncertainty you know i that was huge for me because i was i think most of us are brought up to look for security we want security in things we want it in our job our relationship our you know whatever it is, our bank account, you know, we, we want this security, but to realize the illusory that we make it up, first of all, we make up what that means to us and to be okay with uncertainty. That's been huge for me. It's been huge for me. And it's so freeing to know that I don't have to know. Yeah. You know? We don't have to know everything. And this is where, this is where we, we get to play in that unknown space in that space of, Oh, what can happen next? You know, what if mm -hmm. I let myself go? What if I take a breath? What if I allow myself and surrender a little bit more into this space? What can happen? What, what possibilities are available to me? And that yeah. excites me so much, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, when the jokes on us for trying to control things, right? Mm -hmm. There's so something so much bigger and greater than us that is running the show. And we think it's us. And when we take our hands off the wheel, so things that we could have never thought of with, with the intellect, they have the ability to show up for us because we're no longer restricting ourselves by, you know, our, our diminished thinking, which is based, you know, it's our filing cabinet. Mm, yeah. And there's so much more than the filing cabinet. All, you know, all that is, is running the show. And when we allow ourselves to be in that space of surrender, everything is possible. That's when miracles happen. And, you know, I'll never forget the woman that married my husband and I. Um, I can't, I don't remember the exact circumstances, but I remember we said we were telling her all these miracles that had happened the day that we were getting married. It was like one thing after another, just these amazing things just kept occurring, occurring, occurring. And she said, it's normal. I love and what that. She, it was beautiful. <laughs> what she was saying was, it's these miracles are normal. That is how we are supposed to, that's what's available for us. So yeah. she said, no, they're not miracles. It's normal. It's normal. It's normal. I loved that. I just, I never, we never forgot that. It was beautiful. Why are we so hard on ourselves as human beings, right? We, we place ourselves in such boxes this and identities have all these masks and identities that we, we layer upon layer upon layer. And yes, I know it's because of our experiences and because of what we know. And it's also this, this push 
that we get that we having to move in a different direction, I suppose, through all of these different experiences. But I feel that the conditioning, especially the ego, you know, if we learn to work with the ego, which the ego is simply the fear codes that we hold within us, that's perpetuating the cycle of fear, perpetuating the cycle of, of not enoughness and inadequacy, like you say, in many different ways. So how can we move more easily from a space of this fear as a, a humanity as a whole, you know, and, and I believe it starts with every single person. I believe it starts with you as a person here. So what you do has a ripple effect out into the collective manifestation field, 100%. into the higher consciousness or into the consciousness of humanity. But how can we, if you had to give some, maybe some tips or some wisdom, you know, how can you as an individual, apart from being in your space of meditation, um, if you feel like you are struggling and if you feel like you're overwhelmed and, you know, we're going to use the word depression because a lot of people are struggling with depression, sure. and anxiety, yes. especially in the days and age that we are in now with lots of people finding themselves having to re-navigate their lives because of, of things that's happened in this, in this world. And it has to happen. Structures have to break down. Yeah. But how can we move forward with this not knowing? And I know that it's probably easy for us to say trust, but how do we truly trust? Yeah. Well, you and I can say trust because we, we, um, we live it, right? But I did not always live it. Um, and I, I believe that it becomes your new normal when you make that choice. And, and we all have to do our own soul searching. We all have to do our own investigating into seeing what's real because we are conditioned to believe in fear. There's, you know, there is a deep hypnosis of fear in this world today, and it will eat you up if you allow it. Um, so I, I think you know, we've all got to do our due diligence because for me to say it or for you to say it, people are like, oh, that sounds really nice that those two girls trust, but you know, <laughs> I don't buy it. Um, exactly. So I really think that, that you have to do your own due diligence. It's like, you know, spend some time maybe letting go of logic and listening to your intuition, you know, just try it out, see what happens. You know, it, it's, Again, it's experiential. The shift is experiential, but it can't happen unless you're willing to loosen the grip on the reins. So mm -hmm. I believe that's where it starts. Start doing your own research. Start doing, start questioning. You know, I, say, take a break from the news, from TV, from all of these outside social media, all of this, these influences. Take a break and you know, decide to do your own experiments and, you know, see what comes up for you. Because again, it's one thing, you know, for you and I to say, well, this is how we live our life, but it didn't happen overnight. I had to do my own research and my own discovery and my own sort of like, oh, you know what? I didn't push against that. And amazingly, this worked out. Or I stopped questioning everything. I started listening to my gut and things started to improve, or I took a leap of faith and everything worked out. Start looking back on your life and notice, like when you listen to your intuition, when you listen to your gut, were you happy that you did? 
I've never had somebody say, no, I wasn't happy that I did. But I've had so many people say, when I didn't listen to that nudge, I really messed up. Yeah. <laughs> so start doing your own research. Start looking at you know, this beautiful mechanism that, that is who we are. It's built into our system. Mm -hmm. And start noticing you know, we don't have to work so hard. Yeah, totally. We don't have to work so hard. It is. We yeah. are ease and grace if we allow ourselves to be. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be difficult, but we want to understand how the intricacies of life work. And I think that's what makes it harder for us sometimes. Like we want to see minute by minute detail or understand why are things happening the way it's happening in this way, you know, and sometimes it creates a lot of overwhelm. So it is about surrendering. It is about taking that breath and then going, oh, okay, how do I move forward from here? And then it's a choice point. That choice yeah. point that you make, do I want to be this way anymore? Do, or do I want to be this way still? Yeah. And, and we, and it's so innocent, but we don't realize that when we're struggling we're struggling because we're fighting our natural essence. Yeah. It's amazing. That's why we're struggling when we're mad, when we're in a bad mood, when we're feeling anxiety, depression. It's because we are pushing against our natural state, which mm. is of peace. Yeah. Which is love. It is our natural state is love, right? So um, and our soul is always going to call us back to that state. And that's why if you're standing by two roads, you know, and you know your intuition is telling you, don't go down that road, don't take that road, and you take that road, often there is a few challenges on that path that's bringing you back full circle to the easier road, to that yeah. path where love can be found more easily. So... And we have free will as human beings. You know, our soul always calls us forward to the space of, of ease and grace. But we also have free will. What do you, how do you want to experience this life? And that's why I'm saying, why do we as humans make life so hard and push ourselves in a box? Because I feel yeah. this, there's no, it's like we don't know that there is an easier way out almost. We don't because we're not, it's not taught in schools. It should be. But it's it's just not. So we're under this hypnosis of watching TV and thinking our life should be like those characters, you know, or comparing ourselves to others or, you know, constantly um, thinking that what we want is outside of us. It's in the raise. It's in the promotion. It's in the new boyfriend. You know, it's in the fitter body. It's and it's not that those things aren't things that, that are wonderful. I mean, I do yoga usually twice a day. It's very important to me. Mm -hmm. But I also know that my peace of mind is not dependent on it, that yeah. I'm okay whether I go or not, you know, but, uh, but I enjoy it and it's important to me to take care of myself. However, if I believe that that is my identity, it will come from a place of obsession rather than a place of joy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, just touching on comparison again, comparison creates separation because we feel when we look at other people and compare ourselves to other people that we're not good enough, which mm -hmm. then completely shuts everything down inside. It creates then this perpetuating cycle of like, you know, inadequacy, not enoughness, whatever it is. And um, procrastination, 
because we are not perfect, we are not like that person, how can we move forward? And, and I see this a lot in people, especially, you know, the clients that I, that I work with, they are incredibly beautiful, powerful women and men, light leaders, light workers here, coaches, beautiful souls that's here to create work. And then they, they come in the beginning with the sense of, I have to do it that way. I have to move forward in that way because they're successful. Um, so if I do it that way, I will be su successful. But we are all so unique. We are all so different. And it's when they find their uniqueness. Oh, beautiful. my cat. Hi. <laughs> she loves, you know, anytime I'm on the computer, life. she's like, I want to be on the computer too. So she might hop off. My cat as well, don't Sorry. worry. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Your kitty too. Yeah, my cat my kitty loves likes being on, 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 yeah, especially she yeah. puts her body right in front of the camera. Of course. So, hello, I'm here. I just want to be seen. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Oh, that is cute. Yeah. Well, here comes mine. Oh, she's coming. So, here she comes. Gorgeous. Oh, yeah. She heard okay. me. Come on. <laughs> she did. There you go, Snow. Oh, she can probably feel the energy as well. Cats are very yeah. tuned into that. But yeah, um, in terms of us, I, I completely forgot what I was saying there now, but in terms of us moving forward, I feel, yes, that that we shouldn't be comparing ourselves we when yes. we find our uniqueness when we find what makes you you um your quirkiness your um you know the way that you speak the way that you are showing up in the world the way that you dress it comes from the inside out and it's so beautiful to see that when people are really owning their uniqueness in every way and that's then when your channel is open and you allow whatever's ready to come through you to come through you in a beautiful way, whether it's, you know, whatever the, the type of work that you're here to do as a coach or a healer or a medium or whatever channel, it is so important um, to be able to really truly love your uniqueness, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 Well, where are we? We're at 49 minutes. We've got a few more minutes to go. So is there anything to just finish off this talk today, this beautiful talk that you want to share with people? I think the more comfortable we get with just who we are mm. naturally and notice that we don't have to play the role that maybe is, is being sold to us in the world. I get, I'll just piggyback on what you said. The more we allow our uniqueness mm -hmm. to be shiny and bright, the more we give that gift to others. It's like we give others permission to do the same. I'm thinking of that Mary Williamson quote, which I don't have memorized, but um, you know, it's basically like you know the more we allow our own light to shine we give others permission to do the same which is so beautiful because we're okay you know i i wrote i remember writing this you know as as it, i think it was a blog as is is okay it's like we're okay as is you know you look at you walk in a store and something says it's being sold as is you're like ah there must be something wrong with it well no as is is okay and the more comfortable we are in our own skin, the more other people feel 
that comfort around us. And just like you said, it's the butterfly effect. You know, when, when we're okay, we give permission to others for them to be okay. And it's the trickle down theory. You know, you're feeling good and you run into somebody and you feel good. So you give them a compliment and then they come home and they're feeling good. So they give their kid a compliment and then their kid's feeling good. So they call their friend and give them a compliment and everything rolls and, and it goes the other way too. So be conscious of what you're putting out into the world. And if you're not feeling great, you know, I almost want to say, don't believe you're thinking, you know, just notice that maybe it's not the right time to communicate. It's definitely not the right time to send the text message or the email. Just notice when you're not feeling well, you know, we're just, we're a little constricted. Our bandwidth is a little constricted and that's okay. It's temporary, but don't buy into it because that's when our stories become bigger and bigger and bigger. And then we walk around with like this mental handicap of there must be something wrong with me. Yeah. So I think the more we allow ourselves to experience our natural essence, which is of love, it, that raises the level of consciousness. And that's what we're all here to do. We're all here to wake up, you know? We're just here to wake up into our truth, which is the temporary nature of this. And that we're okay. We're okay, you know? And from that state, if there's something for us to do, we will know to do it, but it will come from inspiration and love rather than from fear. Yeah, beautiful. And yeah, ultimately we are infinite. You know, we are infinite. We are at all. And claiming who you are in the moment, whether it be a, a bit of um, fear and saying, well, this is actually, you know, I'm just going to hold myself and safe embrace right now whilst I'm going through this, whilst I'm experiencing this or whether it is within that joy and love, um, that's okay. It's okay. And I feel that the words it's okay have so much more meaning than what people actually give it credit for. And if you speak to yourself kindly and you tell yourself, let me breathe. I am enough. I am okay. I, I'm a huge believer in I am statements. And when you claim back your I am and you feel because it works on the mental and emotional and on the physical and spiritual okay it works on so many different levels so having some some beautiful tools which it does help to be able to give yourself a pep talk every now and then and say hey absolutely don't believe all of the stuff that you're telling yourself girl and boys you know just go out there live this life enjoy life you came here to experience life in every moment and it can be easy it can be joyful if you want it to be yeah that's right thank you so much andrea for this beautiful talk today i had so much fun having you on here and it feels like we can talk forever <laughs> yes thank you so much i love everything that you share and your essence is so beautiful and it's so much fun to be able to share this you know with like have a like-minded conversation and I appreciate it. Thank you so much for what you do and what you share with the world and your gifts. Thank it's beautiful. You. Thank you Thank so you. much. And go out there and work with more teenagers. And, you know, if, if you're out there and you're listening to this podcast and you want to, you know, find Andrea, Andrea, where do we find you? What's your website address? So the website is shifthappens.global. And if you go on my website, you can find us um, on all of our social media 
um, outlets and also you can click in, you can sign up and there's a beautiful talk that you can get for free, which would be super helpful. It's very inspirational. Um, so you can sign up for our newsletter, which only maybe once a month, twice a month. So it's not bombarding. Mm -hmm. And there's lots of information on our teen programs and programs for young adults. And um, thank you. I appreciate it. The mm -hmm. shift happens global. So wonderful. thank you thank so you. much for having really me. You. This was wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> Have thank a beautiful you so much. rest of your day. And everyone out there that's listening, thank you. thank you for your time and for listening to this conversation. Until we speak again. See Perfect. you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>